In continuation, we will be reading tonight, Tales from the Arabian Nights, retold and illustrated by Val Beerer. Tonight, we're going to be moving on to the third voyage. After dinner the next evening, Sinbad began, the pleasures of home life did not cure me of my wish for further adventures. So before long, I set out on another voyage among the islands, accompanied by a band of merchants. On the fifth day of our journey, we anchored at an island for a meal ashore. There we found a rock's egg, such as I have mentioned before, only this one seemed to be about to hatch. The merchants, a heartless lot, broke the egg, then roasted the chick and ate it. I would have none of this disgraceful meal. Just then, the parent rocks appeared in the sky, flying menacingly towards us. Run for your lives, cried the captain. Stricken with terror, the merchants all raced down to the beach, jumped onto their boat, rowed back to the ship and set off away from the island under full sail. I alone remained and ran in a cave to hide. The great rocks realized what had happened, swept down and landed near the shattered egg. They each grabbed hold of an enormous boulder and flew off in pursuit of the ship. As they had caught up with it, they hovered to take aim, then dived down and each let go of their boulder. Both hit the ship, which was smashed to pieces and sank without trace, taking all my companions and their cargo with her. I was appalled to witness this tragedy, said Sinbad, but could not help feeling that the rocks just had some justification for their anger at the loss of their chick. After they had flown away, I wondered what would become of me next. Luckily, I found plenty of fruit and fresh water, so I survived well enough until three days later, another ship dropped anchor near the beach. The traders on board were astonished to hear my story and expressed their sadness about the fate of my fellows and the loss of all my goods. They invited me to join them on a coconut hunt. You will find it very worthwhile, they said. I gladly joined them and after a long march, we reached a forest of coconut trees. They were so tall that it would have been impossible for us to climb them to reach the nuts on top. However, there was a troop of monkeys chattering away up amongst the treetops. One of our party told us to pick up some pebbles from around our feet, throw them at the monkeys and watch what would happen next. We did as he said and saw to our delight that the monkeys were so angered by our barrage that they began to retaliate by throwing coconuts at us. That was exactly what we wanted to happen. We took good care to catch the nuts before they hit the ground and cracked open, stowing them carefully in our sacks until everyone was full. Pleased with our success, we returned to the ship and loaded our bounty into the hold. Then we headed back to the coconut groove and resumed our battle with the obliging monkeys, who soon provided enough coconuts to fill our entire ship. As we knew that these coconuts would be most valuable, we divided them fairly between us. After this unfortunate episode, we sailed around several islands and traded our coconuts with the inhabitants or exchange them for spices, peppers, and pearls. In many places, coconut milk was such a prized drink and we were paid handsomely. Once we had sold all the coconuts, concluded Simbad, we parted company. I took my share of the battered goods and profits and sailed home. I gave a tenth of my profits to the poor and began to relax at home with my family again.
As before, Hinbad was given another purse of gold and told to return the following night, the final voyage. The next night after dinner, Sinbad began to recount the story of his last adventure. I was getting old by now, he said, and I thought that my traveling days were over, but some friends persuaded me to join them and I could not resist. So we loaded our ship with valuable goods to sell and once again, I found myself embarking upon a new voyage. Alas, this journey began terribly, for on the very day we left port, we were attacked by a band of pirates. As they leapt on board with swords drawn, we feared for our lives, but when we offered no resistance, they spared us and put us in chains instead. They towed our ship to a distant port, and as they did in those days, we were sold as slaves. I was lucky to be bought by a kind master who treated me very well. He gave me good food and lodging, and I had no complaints, other than the loss of my freedom and of all my goods in the ship, which the pirates did take away. One day, my master took me deep into the forest and ordered me to climb a tree, saying, Stay there until you see the elephants pass by. Choose one with good tusks and shoot it. He left some food for me and returned to town, I was almost reluctant to shoot such a noble creature as an elephant, but I was a slave and orders were orders. The next morning, with heavy heart, I killed an elephant with my bow and arrow. My master was very pleased. We went to bury the poor creature, but kept his tusks. I then realized that it was only for his valuable ivory that my master had ordered me to kill the magnificent animal. The following day, my master ordered me to shoot another elephant. But when they arrived, instead of passing by, they stopped and stared straight up at me. I was terrified. Then the leader curled his trunk around my tree and shook it hard. Then I fell headlong at his feet. I feared he was trampled me to death. But no, 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 he picked me up and placed me on his back and followed by the others, took me through the jungle to a mysterious hidden groove where he lowered me gently to the ground and left me. I looked around in amazement. The groove was filled with old elephant bones and ivory tusks. It was the legendary elephant's graveyard, about which I had heard so many stories. It seemed that the elephants knew I was only after their tusks, and so they had brought me to their secret burial place, as if to say, here they are, Help yourself, but do not shoot us. My master was overjoyed that I had found such a treasure trove for him. We returned to the groove on a tame elephant and loaded two enormous baskets full of tusks. After many more trips to the elephant's graveyard, my master's storeroom was full of ivory. As a reward, he gave me not only my freedom, but half the hoard of ivory, which I knew was worth a lifetime. As we sailed home, concluded Sinbad, I recalled all the dangers I had faced during my voyages. Sea monsters, rocks and giant serpents, and also the good luck brought to me by the monkeys and the elephants. So I resolved to be as generous as my kind slave master and share my wealth with those in need. The whole company thanked Sinbad for telling them his stories so well, not least Hinbad the porter. Sir, he said, your tales of dangerous adventures have amply proved that you deserve all the comforts you now enjoy. May you yet live a long and happy life, Sinbad the Sailor. Sleep tight.